Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Celtic 4, Wraith Rovers now, and Celtic safely into Monday night's quarter-final draw for this season's Scottish Cup. This is the final whistle show from the Celtic Exchange. This is Tino, and tonight I'm joined by Sankey and James to cover all the key talking points from this afternoon's game. So let's get started. Yep, so as mentioned, a comfy night in the end up at Celtic Park. Celtic running out 4-0 on the day. Joined here by James and Sinke. James, I'll come to you first. What did you think of this afternoon's game? Ah, I think it means to an end, a job done. Um, it, it was it was fine in the second half in particular. There was a lot more football. They were trying a lot of stuff in the first half. It just wasn't coming off. But yeah, let's, let's be happy. It's four, it's a 4-0 win and you're the next round of the cup. So happy enough with that. Yeah, what about yourself, Sinke? The last half an hour... Was uh, was decent. A couple of the changes that were made um, seemed to have a massive impact. Obviously, Jota coming on, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I mean, first first half, it was just one of those days. I mean, the soaked Parkhead, rain pelting down all day. Couple of changes in the team. It just couldn't get any any fluidity at all for me in the first hour. But then, as I say, a couple of changes made made a big difference coming on at the end. Yeah. You say Soak Parkhead, rain coming down all day. How do you know you were in the house, nice and warm? Do you know what? I, I, I nearly fell asleep. I'm not going to lie to you first half. If it wasn't for Skillsy blasting that one in for, for 25 yards, I think I'd have dozed off. But no, I, I was, uh, I didn't fancy it. No doubt, but a bit sluggish first half, certainly. Um, we'll look at the starting lineup as always, to get his moving. So... Obviously, I was quite hopeful that Ben Doak might have got the nod, even Julian to start with, but neither nor. Uh, Welsh come back into the team. Mikey Johnson will certainly spend a bit of time on Mikey Johnson. He come back in. Forrest get the nod. Liam Scales. James, did anyone you know, knock the door hard enough for you to get back in that side? No, and I, so I suppose from a just a personal point of view, Scales is who I'm really looking to see um, what he's got. I think there's definitely a player in there. I'm not seeing enough from him. Um, as yet, and I certainly didn't today to suggest that he would dislodge uh, Taylor as first choice left back. So I was hoping he would kick on better. Um, Forrest is trying to get minutes under his belt, but I think the old legs are um, deserting him. Mikey will come to in specific uh, terms. But yeah, I didn't really see anyone uh, on the second string that was saying, yeah, now I'm a first, first 11 player. So disappointing from that point of view. Yeah, I think he's made a few changes, but and generally speaking, I think from what we know of him now, he likes to still keep the team pretty strong. So he's brought one or two guys in, but it's still a very solid lineup, isn't it? Ah, uh, the spine of the team's still there. I mean, the heart. I mean, 
usually you think Bain would come in or the, the, other, the other guy they've been talking about, the young guy, would they come in and maybe play a part in, in today? But the, he's despite the team, obviously, beat on starting as well. Um, and he's getting big Jack and Marcus staying. So the spine's the same. Um, just to cover James' point, what he was saying about skills, I, quite, I feel sorry for skills a little bit because the last couple of times we've seen him, I mean, he got hooked. Um, when he was playing with, with Forrest on the left-hand side at, at half-time other week and then he's got absolutely nobody to, to, to play with on that left-hand side, obviously, with, with Johnson as well. So, But he is, he is raw and I think we're all looking and expecting a, a replacement for Taylor and I, I just I hope he'll kick on. He's only a young guy. It's his first season in, in Scotland but I, I don't think he's had a fair kick in the whip on that left-hand side. Yeah, I just think when you come in in a game like today, his goal's brilliant, takes it really, really well but there's so much more to it. You know, his game isn't about scoring goals. It's a bonus if he does. But there's so many other things that I think he's got to to do better. I think he was decent today. Fine, you know, not overly tested. But when you come in a game like that, James, you've got to really... You kind of do it in flashes. If he wants to say, I'm your left-back and not Greg Taylor, he maybe needs to bring a bit more to the party. Yeah, the only defence I would say is the tempo was low throughout the team. So, you know, he could still have done his bits better. But there was a lot of passes being misplaced. Celtic just weren't quite at themselves today, so it's difficult to come in and really raise your game in amongst the first eleven that isn't playing high tempo football. So, um, but yeah, can, can do more. Got to remember as well. I mean, the last three games have been absolutely spoiled with the first half performances. There's always going to be a, a, a sticking a stick point, especially with a couple of changes to key personnel. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I would back myself up in that one. I've yeah. no issue at all with today and even Thursday night being lower tempo games and then we get back on it for the league. So that, that that's the real focus. And they've, they've been through such a run. It's not even just the last three games. It's been since Hibs since we came back after the break. There's been a lot of really intense football in a short period of time. So all yeah. the better for them to get some rested legs. And usually, sure. usually we've, I was going to say, you know, usually we change it up. We've changed the last, I mean, back to December and stuff, and we've changed it up. It's through the necessity. We've actually changed it up to keep it fresh today for Thursday, which is a mm. massive difference for us. Massive. Yeah. I just think, you know, guys will be crying out for game time. Anyone within that squad, within that dressing room, knows that this is a huge season. And you might only get a few wee, you know, short windows to, to say, Ange, you're the man for the run. I just yeah. think some guys might have done a wee bit more today. Listen to Andrew on the radio after the game there, and he was saying he sounded really quite fed up with the first half performance. Um, but by all accounts, he was getting quite frustrated on the sideline. Have you picked up on? Yeah, yeah, that definitely. You might have lost me, but there, can you hear me, Sinky? Yeah, I've got you now. Yeah, but I definitely feel like you can sense a bit of frustration in his voice there, um, Ange, after the game. So, oh, yeah, I mean, the, the camera's picked up a bit of, bit of Ange. Um, don't know if he's probably seen it on, all over Twitter, but he, he, he wasn't a happy chap. And even with that, he's, he's, he's post match, you can tell. I mean, I think he's set the bar really high and he's got expectations. And that first half, <laughs> they didn't meet his expectations. And I wouldn't have liked to be in that dressing room at half time. Yeah, yeah, I, I picked yeah. up on his comments and yeah, one of the things he said is that all of this and all the rewards I've had of recent, out with all the talent that's in the team and the skill and the you know the the exciting play, it all comes down to hard work at the end of the day. And I think he felt he wasn't getting that in the first half. Guys just weren't you know putting the shift in. No, and do you know what? I mean, it's, it's a football cliche. But like they're giving these guys a, a chance to state their claim for a place in the team. They should be busting. They should they should be putting in. 
I, I hate the, I hate saying one hundred and ten percent. Everybody would like it's always one hundred percent. But you get guys coming in at the cold, the points to prove, especially Mikey Johnson. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it quite a lot, but he never he never got that he never got that jag at all. It was it was yeah. quite flat. And there was no, there was nothing, nothing happening at all until we made a couple of changes later on in the game. Yeah, and there's some experienced players on that team. So you know, you'd mentioned Beaton, who takes the captain's armband. I was a wee bit surprised to see Joe Hart starting. I thought maybe that was a game to keep being on his toes because, you know, fingers crossed we're all good. But if Joe Hart were to pick up a knock at some stage and you need to throw in Bain, you want him to have had a, a wee bit of game time. So what do you think, Angie's thinking as there, James, between keeping? You know those, those kind of experienced guys around. I think if McGregor had started, maybe the rest of Joe Hart. But you could tell in the first half how vocal Hart was. He was driving the team, organising the team. There was one first five minutes or something like they were a bit ponderous at a free kick just over, just into the race rovers half. And Joe Hart was screaming at them, "Move the ball, move the ball! You know, don't, don't stop!" Kind of thing, as, as Anne says. So I think that was probably the thinking to keep Hart in as a kind of captain type. And if McGregor was there, you could maybe afford to lose him. Yeah, Deton, I, I believe he's got the captain's armband due to tenure. Uh, Joe Hart is <laughs> Joe Hart is by far a much more effective leader. He's more vocal. Uh, I like Big Near, um, but you could you could yeah, you can absolutely see even even watching it on my on my couch, you could see that Joe wasn't having any of it. But you don't get that yeah. for Beaton. Yeah, there was an interesting moment. Don't know if you picked up on it, James. After Celtic have scored their goal, so Scales cracks it in. We'll get to that in a second. I've just glanced around and actually Joe Hart was deep in conversation with Callum McGregor, who was at the time warming up behind his goals. Don't know what they were discussing. It might just have been what they watched on Netflix last night, but I'm thinking it was something to do with the game there. And interesting that rather than, you know, celebrate the goal and stuff, Hart has got that focus to to maybe cover a, a key point or maybe McGregor called on him. So there's no doubt Hart has very quickly grown into a, you know, a leadership role here. For me, he is the vice captain under McGregor, whether it's something that's made official in the dressing room or not. Another point about Joe Hart that you'll have seen is at one stage he picks up the ball in the old left back position for a goalie. <laughs> oh, with, yeah, with a looping pass from. And he got it. He got it back. He got it back as well. Oh man! Oh. I wasn't even that worried. I was behind the couch. I was behind the couch for that one. I must say. <laughs> So as a kid, you get told, don't play it along your own box. I presume they mean if you're a left-back or a right-back. Certainly not if you're the goalie and you're out there and you're giving it to Carter Vickers in there. So Wraith didn't give us too much to worry about, but it was, uh, it was an interesting passage of play. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've become quite kind of, what's the word, uh, desensitised to that kind of crazy football, you know? Yeah, I think um, if uh, I was going to say, I think if McGregor's not still sporting his um, Phantom of the Opera mask, he would one hundred percent started that game today instead of beat on. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's been careful, McGregor, and rightfully so. I wonder if he'll keep the mask even when his face is fully repaired. You know, just kind of make it part of the brand. That's kind of new <laughs> bad kind of Callum McGregor, but we'll see. Um, let's get to the goals, Sinky. So, from your point of view, um, obviously it's a, it's a great it's a great hat for skills. He's just about the edge of the box, I think, and he's cracked it in off the post. But a really good finish, yeah. That's a great finish. And do you know what else? I, I loved uh, Rodic's ball. It was a great. It was, a, it was a what a weighted pass that was. It was actually perfect. And skills just took it, took a touch in his stride, and just let it fly and uh, po- post it. And you, 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 they don't come back. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a great strike. Probably a contender. Maybe one of contenders for goal of the season potentially. Yeah. I thought it was I mean, a good hit. Yeah, if I was looking to you know to make Ange sit up and take notice, James, I had like that won't do him any harm. 
No, and he's got form for that. You know, he's a he's a great striker of the ball. You know, he's, he's scored a couple of goals, and I think one of the other goals was like the one today. So, um, players have no no qualms in getting the ball to him there and you know letting it fly. Um, so, but yeah, he'll have caught the manager's eye for that, but maybe not in his defensive stuff. But what a strike! Yeah, Sankey, you mentioned the good ball in uh, from Rodgers, and rightfully so. Probably the only decent thing he done in the game. He said a fair uh, game. Eh? I don't think he fancied it. Today. Um, like, was he? I think he was over a nah, man, wasn't man. he? It was, it was, it was just. I don't think he fancied it, but I, it was quite. It looked quite sluggish, sluggish, and he wasn't. It wasn't quite himself. A couple of things broke down with him. One in the, um, I think it was the first half. Um, it, it nearly, it put, it basically put Rafe in. The boy, the boys came and took it off him down the right hand side. Um, but it, it just wasn't. It wasn't what we expect. A couple of sloppy ones, and anyway, that is your right team. I think that's probably the only only thing he done good in the game. It's, it's, it's very rare we say that because he's been on fire the last few weeks. Yeah. yeah. James, is it only natural that Tom Rodgers isn't showing his best just now when this guy's on his shoulder? Oh, just maybe it's, it's unsettled him as it would anyone. Um, yeah. That would, just, done, that would done me have you, wouldn't it? Indeed, I. Um, that's, that's real life pressure. Uh, no, nah, I just think he's, he's played a lot of games. He's played a lot of 90 minutes. He's been travelling the whole thing with them. Um, for Rogic. so it wasn't it wasn't his game today. The passing was poor, very very poor. But I thought Hatati was poor, apart from obviously an amazing ball to Jota for the second goal, which is just a ridiculous pass. But the two of them were, were really bad culprits for misplaced passes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just like you know as well. Obviously, this is our first proper live stream, and just getting all fair with the the software. This is the only picture I've got for today, guys. So we'll try and add some. <laughs> you picked, you picked some, a good one, to be fair. To be fair, moving forward, we'll try and add some insight and you know league tables and cup draws and all that. But for today, yeah. Matt O'Reilly's all your. That's game. all. We, that's all. I needed to see this Sunday night. Is, is, is that a poster on your wall? It's just behind <laughs> me here, I. So thank you, James. Covered there. Um, you know, Roger's definitely not his best. Hatate also a wee bit off it today. I. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about. I mean, that James mentioned the, his his pass. I mean, the two of them have had telling contributions to the game, mm-hmm. um, but uh-huh. maybe the last couple of weeks we'd probably expect a little bit more. Um, but no, nah, I wouldn't say. I mean, if you rate Hatati's performance and Rodgers, you're probably looking at a, a, a six out of ten for both. Yeah, same. I think that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering so that you know, obviously we got to half time and the kind of you know the general feel in the stadium was as for as it's a bit flat, a bit disappointing. I'm sure you were the same, Sinky. Um, but as mentioned there, Angie's clearly not been happy and he he is all about, you know, the work rate and the effort and I, I really do, you know, it's become cliche now, but I don't think Angie cares if it's Wraith Rovers or Real Madrid, you put in the same effort and work performance. Rate. Yeah, exactly that. And, you know, he's all about high standards and James, he won't have been happy at halftime and I'm sure he had some, some stern words for the dressing room. Yeah, you know, that, that'll have been, you know, he's got a story about players were kind of messing about after a game for Melbourne or, or whatever it was back in Australia. And they played poorly and he went through a lot of them and it was like the silent bus home. So if there was any bus journeys today, it would have been a silent one because I think he'll have gone, as much as Ange maybe would, I think he'll have gone through them after that game, particularly first half, but you know, both halves really. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that he can get angry when required. don't know if you guys caught the the recent show that he missed on, on 67 Hill Hill with a guy, I think it's Matt Smith. It's excellent. It's a really good watch. Some you know really good answers to some excellent questions. And at one point, Matt Smith was asked, um, does Ange get angry? And he says, Oh, he gets angry. And you <laughs> yeah. can imagine that, you know, he's a nice guy, he's friendly Uncle Ange when all is good. But there's no doubt 
you know, when when required, you know, he will, you know, he will raise his voice and he'll get the response he needs. Uh, do you know what? In the last few games, like his halftime team talks would have been not not a breeze as such, but it'd have been quite. Oh, it'd have been praise and well done and keep your standards up and keep that. And obviously, what happened at Aberdeen, but that sometimes a wee kick up the backside uh, does wonders for people, especially when they're when they're, when they're cruising through cruising through good times. So yeah. it was well deserved. I mean, the, the hair dryers probably came out there, and I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't fancy being on the wrong side of the big the big fella. You're right, you know, he is this seems this big placid guy, um, but I'm sure he'll, he'll call it as he sees it like most Aussies, do you've seen him with the press you can imagine what he's like with his players yeah. uh, when, when they don't meet his standards Yeah, I, I think the, the, there's a kind of a two sides of the equation Ange's, you know, so protective of his players and he backs them in their, you know, interviews and, and elsewhere but the other side of that equation is they've got to perform to his standards to get that return and today they didn't, so I, I, think, I think he'll have let them know yeah, I think complacency is something you'd be very careful to guard against. And I suppose, in a way, it's better to potentially be complacent in a first half today against Wraith Rovers than perhaps in one of the, the crucial league games that we'll face. We've got 12 league games to go, as we all know. And complacency there could really cost us. And, you know, I think it's good to nip that in the bud now and, and just put that to bed. And it should ensure that the players maintain the high standards that they've shown, you know, so far this season moving forward. Yeah, I mean, that that's... Alex Ferguson's biggest fear in football was complacency. You know, when they were riding high and guys were taking their eye off the ball. There's some seriously intense periods of football coming up for us and we've got to be absolutely on it because it's so important. We get, you know, we keep momentum going in the league. Whatever happens in the Cups happens, but it's the drive to that title and you've got to be switched on for it and that includes today. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It goes to say as well, that's not just like, but it's the squad that needs to be switched on because we're, we're going to be, we're, we're using those 17, 18 players. So even when people are coming in and coming out of the team, they, they need to maintain that that level. Um, uh, because, I mean, we've had, we've had it good the last few weeks, but I bet it we get, we start, complacency starts to creep in. It's just, it's not, it's not good, especially with the run of games that are coming in. It's a, it's a vital, vital part of the season. Um, and every game is equally as important. I know we kind of discussed in the, the weekly show about the Scottish Cup. It's, it's still as important. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, what I'd say is interesting is the level of expectations in the last 12 months, obviously, since Sanchez came in in the summer. If we'd beat Wraith Rovers 4-0 last year under Lennon, we'd be going 4-0 win, fine, move on. But we know it's changed and we know the standards are higher. And that's why you, you, can't, you can't complain on a 4 0 win. But you, when you see things like the standards that have been set starting to drop, then you just want to make sure that's addressed. Yeah. And I, and I think just to, to be clear as well, we're certainly not bemoaning a 4 0 win. You know, it's, it's all positive and, you know, the Anstrain kicks on. And today was just, you know, decent in the end up, job done. And, and obviously better in the second half, which we're just about to cover. Um, but just, it's, it's important as well, you know, you should address these things. When you're in the up, when you you know when you have a you know a, an upset or a, or a down moment in football, it can come across as sour grapes. But now's the time, and I'm sure Andrew will be reminding his players that there's so much to look forward to if we maintain these high standards. Um, so getting into that second half, Sinky, I think we've got to address the, the elephant okay. in the room or the okay. underperforming left winger in the room. Uh, okay. As anyone who follows I'm... the show knows, I'm a, a real fan of Mikey Johnson, a big fan. I was really pleased to see him in the starting lineup. I tweeted as such earlier on, but it's not happening for him just now, is it? No, you had you had me that tweet. I mean, the amount of backlash that I, I'd like. <laughs> 
Um, I'm delighted. I'll, 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 I'll quote you. Delighted to see Johnson start. And we had a bit of a bit of debate. I know you. I know you're a big fan. Um, and you know what? To a point, I actually I feel quite sorry for him because I mean, after the game, even during the game, I was looking at some of the, the, the some of the fan comments and stuff like that, and uh, it, it didn't it didn't have a good day. And he's running, he's starting to run out of chances for me. You know, um, as much as you like the guy, and I just don't mean he's. He tried to come back a good few times now. He's a chance after chance. I don't believe he's robust enough. I mean, he's not took the time out to to build himself up like others have done in the past. Like James mentioned, Ryan Christie off air stuff like that, and come back. He's and he's just he's very lackluster. Gives the ball away. There's no end product. I mean, I could go on, um, but I, I just I just I just don't see it in the guy. I mean, he had a good preseason a couple of seasons ago, and you thought he was going to kick on. He got an injury, and he's never he's never got back to the same levels. Yeah. I, I feel for him as well, you know, and when he was getting on the ball early in the first half, you were going, you're kind of trying to back him up, come on, we can, you know, shows what you can do. There's talent in there, no doubt, you know, it's just a matter of, well, it's mind over matter and confidence and consecutive games. If you're talking before the game, Martin, that, you know, how many, what's his record consecutive games, games for Celtic, like five or six? And that's I a big part of why he's not got to where he's, where he's, he's got to the levels he's at. Um, I'd agree with Sankey, though. I, I, I just think for now, we need to stop um, putting him in the first team. I think he needs to, you can still find him alone, maybe, depending on how, what this injury is like. I, I think he's bed blocking at Celtic. Um, there's, there's better options there with Ben Doping around and stuff like that, you know. So, um, so here's my have... question then. So, you know, I have to disagree with a lot of the points that both here are making. But There's definitely but. But. First of all, do you think he's a talented player? Yeah. Right? Like he's got, he's got, listen, he's got something because the we spoke about this before. I mean, the, the people that are training with him see him in and out, they rate him highly, and he's he keeps getting put back in there to try and prove himself. So, there must be there's something there. I, I, I agreed, it's just the other side of it, yeah. But listen, there, there's a whole thing about, and rightfully so, and Ange we trust, Ange knows a player, Ange can pick a player, Ange sees him all day, every day, he sees his attitude, he sees the work rate he's putting in, and he sees the ability and talent he's got. If he wasn't doing it and if Ange said, this guy isn't going to cut it for me, Ange doesn't need to play him today. There's no reason to play him today. You know, he, he, would, he could pick any number of other guys, Ben Doak and Abada and different things. But he's given him that note because I think Ange believes in, believes in him. And that for me says quite a lot. He has had horrendous luck. And I understand at some point if that luck eventually doesn't turn and maybe I move away is best for all concerned. But as a winger and particularly as a young winger, I feel it's hard to judge him when he's in a game injured out a game, 20 minutes off the bench. I think the only fair thing is to judge him as potentially when he gets a run of games. And to your point, James, maybe that needs to happen away from Celtic Park. Go to yeah. improve yourself, maybe go down south, maybe go to one of the European leagues, you know, whatever that might be. But he needs a run of games, he needs to stay injury-free, and only at that point could people fairly judge him. And I think, I just think he's so harshly judged by the Celtic fans. And I also understand, just while I'm on this, I understand if you don't rate a guy as a player, but see, when it gets personal and bitchy uh, and just really snidey stuff online, I think that's pathetic. If you don't rate him as a guy, that's cool, and you wish him all the best. Some of the nonsense that goes around, he's a young guy, and I've no doubt a lad like him, and maybe even James Forrest, who was poor today, they might jump online later on, maybe around about now, or on the team bus, Instagram, whatever. And I wonder what it feels like to be a young guy reading all those comments from your own supporters. And I just think some of the noise about these guys has been really, really poor. 
I, I think the, you know it's, it's newspaper stuff, you know, from from old. I think you can't be getting involved in that. You can't be letting it get into your your mindset and your your pre preparing for games and stuff. Easier so said than done. Well, I know, but that's just you've you've been paid thousands of pounds a week to to be good enough to handle that. So now I, I don't really have much time for that. I disagree with that completely. Just to catch that point, Sinky, it doesn't matter if you're getting paid a hundred grand a week are £100 a week. There's no way to train somebody to deal with that negativity. Young guys are online nowadays. Newspapers are different because back in the day, whoever could pick up a daily record and go, F that, that's out the window. Uh, this is people's personal opinions. This is your support directly into your phone I, and I think it's very okay. hard. I get you, I get you, but there's some players that have came back from such criticism. Uh, our man, Mr Ralston, has come back. He was an absolute scapegoat. Not yeah. good enough, right? Oh, the, he'd, lo he'd be load farmed out, all that kind of stuff. Never made the grade at St. Johnson and, and has come back, right? And he's pushing the creation right back for a place in the team. So, I mean, you're, to your, your Johnson point, you're, there is a player in there. And you're talking about getting a run of games. You, you made the point, you know, saying about injury free. I don't think he can stay injury free to get a run of games. It's, it's a catch 22. And I think he's probably best served taking a spell out and then end of the season, maybe going away for a year uh, to somewhere like a Hibs or an Aberdeen, somewhere like that, and and, and getting, a run, get, getting that run of games and the whole yeah. potentially staying into defeat and coming back if he's got the character. All the stuff that goes along with being a, being a Celtic. But any any football player, you're always going to get noise if, you're, if your performance is only up to scratch. And I do believe he is getting jumped on at the moment and it is it's, it's sad to see but it doesn't matter how much you doesn't matter how much you're getting paid it's about it's about I hate to, it's, a, it's about character and can you come back keep, keep coming back keep coming back I mean to, Anne said about getting punched last week right and, and, and it's how you take your punches and keep coming back Johnson's it's the exact same as a, an individual basis it's the exact same for him but I think people are just running out of patience because I mean what I expect from a talented young winger is him to, be, to rip and rave overs to bits. Mm. And I know he's not that run of games, but that's a big opportunity for him to show us what he can do today. And he didn't he didn't grasp it with both hands. And yeah. then he's been injured again. And it's just it's just it's just escalated for there because people are going, oh there he is again, he's injured. So it's yeah. it's, it's no fair it's, it isn't fair on him. Uh, but the criticism is always going to come. Always. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And it's it, it's part of being a Celtic player, but it doesn't mean automatically because you pull on a green and white shirt. You're bulletproof and you've got this resilience. I think Tony Ralston's shown great character and fair play to him. Tony Ralston is Tony Ralston and Mikey is Mikey. And it's, you know, different strokes for different folks. And I'm sure there's psychologists and I think Ange personally will reach out to Mikey Johnston and say, here's how you need to approach that. But it's hard, you know, it's, and it's not to make excuses. I just to, just to give some surrounding in terms of, it's not just a case of turning up and being a talent and playing good football. There's there's more to it at times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and okay, what we'll okay. do it. Let's not dwell too much on Michael. Yes, <laughs> I get a show cancelled, but um, there's no doubt he's having a tough time just now. I hope he can come back from it. It remains to be seen how tough that or how serious that injury is uh, from today. So we'll see how how he fares moving forward. There's a, a good comment that's come in from Stephen here. I'll put it on the screen. So, uh, yep, glad Andrew's very honest in his interview after the game. Jota's introduction really lifted the performance. And let's spend a bit of time on that. So Jota comes in, 55th minute. He eventually won Stadium Man of the Match, James, and... <laughs> You really, you know, turned it for the better, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, just with him being on the part, the, the whole support gets a lift as well. But for the players, he's such a great out ball. He's always shown, and he can take a ball in any kind of position, whether the defender's close to him or not. So it just it really started getting us up the park. And obviously, you know, we got a, a great goal from it as well. So, yeah, I'd like to see him. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Sankey Jot is at a different level, isn't he? He is, yeah, absolutely. The, the game, the, I mean, the game changed completely when they came on. The fans got that lift as well, uh, pretty much straight away. But he makes a massive, massive difference. When we speak about him, we speak about him every week in great length. But he is, he's just, he has a, he has a, he has a step above the rest. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's had a, a major impact when it comes to the second goal. Hatati's played a brilliant through ball, you know, real kind of, you know, margins. It's been very close to the right back, but just annoyingly for him, annoyingly <laughs> enough, he just can't get there. The cut his toenails, the cut his toenails, the one they went that he would have got. Had he kept those toenails on, he'd have Um But Jota, there's a few things that play with Jota. Yes, he's got all the skills and all the tricks and different things. He's also got power and pace, and he's just shown that strength to, to get by the fullback. Square that across from Jack Amakis. I thought, interestingly, when the ball was coming across the box, kind of in slow motion, Jack was had a wee glance around just to see what's what before tucking it away. So, it, it, you know, he, like any striker, will thrive on on goals to give him confidence. And he's tucked it away nicely, hasn't he? I thought it was class with Jack Amakis because you can panic um, in those situations. He, he had the awareness, you know, he, he realised he had faced nothing. But he also lets it kind of go across his body and just tucks it away. You know, does you can just thrash at that and make a mess of it. I thought it was a class finish. Yeah, any good strike, he's let the ball come across from just like three quarters, and he's just finished. We side yeah. foot in. The pet is, yeah. it was perfect, and he deserved his goal. Yeah, yeah definitely. When when it went two and out, um, I thought two and out would open the gates, and and so it proved to be. So the third goal's come not long after. I think it's a badder that's taken the corner. Ralston's done well to flick it into a really dangerous area. And Maeda's shown real good instincts. Somebody was tweeting before the game saying it'd be great for Maeda and or Giacomacchus to score for their confidence. And, and I was replying to something of that nature. And yeah, it's great to see Maeda's come in. He he has been criticised for his performance at Aberdeen. I was a wee bit critical of it. Not in terms of this guy's not going to be good enough, but I thought at times he was a wee bit off it during the week. But we all forget, or maybe we don't, that the guy's just played a full season of football in Japan. He's travelling halfway around the world to make it back for some of his games. And I'm not concerned, thinking that, nah. that he'll have a, you know, a good impact for us. Uh, no, and I think we're still we're still judging him a little bit on uh, Kyogo's impact. We're expecting these guys. I mean, Hatati's hit the ground running. Um, but he's come on, he's got his goal. Keeper's made a fantastic save, to be fair, uh, for the yeah. first effort. And then the, your, your right-back's not come off the post and played him onside, and he's, he's finished it away really well. So, not happy to get his goal, and it'll do his confidence the world of good. He's, he's still settling, you're right, team, he's still settling in. Like, you can see, I don't know if he's, he's trying too hard against Aberdeen. Um, and, and sometimes that can affect your overall performance. But to, to get his goal today um, will do him the world of good. Yeah. James, remember Kyogo Furuhashi? <laughs> is he been, is he? Yeah, he's about two weeks away or something. Not, not too sure. I think Ange said that Turnbull should be back soon. I think Turnbull's back to training, but that Kyogo's a wee bit further back than that. And I suppose what's impressive from a Celtic point of view, we continue to rack up the wins, we continue to score the goals, we continue to keep the clean sheets, but all mm. of this without Kyogo. And it'll give the team a huge lift as and when he slots back in. What, what a man to bring in for the running. You know, see, so you've got. So you get eight games left or something, he comes back and just blazes them away. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we see Kyogo and Turnbull uh, back sooner rather than later. Um, as with the games closing out, so obviously Celtic are well in control at this point uh, and they've won the penalty. I can't actually remember too much about the penalty, Sinky. What was the what led to the penalty? Uh, it was a handball. Um, but so I, could, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice you getting the Stone Island badge in there. Just, I, just, I always get the badge in. Um, yeah. 
No, it was a it was a handball, but then the referee booked the wrong guy. <laughs> booked the wrong guy. Stephen McLean. He's actually made an absolute pig zero of it. So yeah. it was, a, it was a shot for Jota's cutting. Hit a shot for close range. The boys turned his back, but it's as it's clearly off his off his arm. Uh, and then he's booked the he's booked the wrong guy because it was it was basically a second yellow. Right. Uh, it's just it's just went for there. But that's just that's just your standard. Today. I'm not going to start James in this debate about Scottish refereeing. Right, we're, we're too late on in the show. But I it was a bit of a nightmare. But then step up, Big Nero. Big Nero's played a one two with the keeper. He's done his best. But <laughs> he's done his best to miss it. Twice. When I, when, <laughs> I seen him, when I seen him step up. I was convinced he was going to dink it because he's got that kind of nonsense <laughs> in his locker. It's one thing when it's, you know, Edward and Juranovic and stuff. It's not for beat on it. And I just thought he took a bit of time in the whistle and I thought, is he going to do something daft here? He kind of did by hitting it right at the goalie. And then he's kind of scraped off his studs to go over the line. I said, it's fine. It's a good goal, but are good to get a goal. James, are you surprised though he was the, the designated penalty taker at that time? Um. Who's the contenders? Like, so Jota, maybe the scale still on that point, aye? So, you know, I, would, I would want one of my front men. I would want a Jota, even a Maeda, maybe even a Bada. I think a Bada wanted it by the looks of it. Yeah, um, Captain's call. Captain's call, definitely. Give me that one. He's still drank, isn't he? Absolutely. You're seeing it up, so you're thinking, I can afford to make an arse of this. So, the powers went to his head. That's what it is. <laughs> the Aaron band. So as I'd mentioned, um Jota came in, he he did get the stadium out of the match. But thinking about the anyone else that you think was, you know, in contention for that? Yeah, I think Vickers stole the game as we expect. Scales was very steady. Jota uh, lately so uh, 55 minutes and got got the man of the match. Um bit disappointed. I think we've, we've not really we've not really touched on uh, Jamesy Forrest. Uh, yeah, we'd be probably to speak about that, but yeah, I mean, Jota definitely Hatati, as I said, six out of ten, big big time six out of ten. There was no no really much. Nah, for me, you know, that was probably probably your whack. Yeah, just on Forrest actually, and to go back briefly to that interview I mentioned on sixty seven Hill Hill with Angie's ex captain, he was asked at one point about you know his approach and and you know what angers him and different things. He said he's never got a problem with guys, you know, trying things that don't come off. And if anything, he says to him, if you try what I'm telling you, it doesn't work. I'll take the heat for you. He allows his players to play with a certain freedom. And, you know, that's obviously got to be a good thing. And I don't think James Forrest is playing with that freedom. I think he looks anxious. I think every time he gets the ball on the right wing, the easiest thing as a winger to do is to just come inside and just drop it off to your midfielder. He done it almost every time. And, he was never a player famed for his tricks, but he had pace and power and, you know, he would get to a byline just through that. He doesn't seem to be doing it anymore. And I've said, I said a few weeks ago, certainly not going to write James Forrest off. He's, you know, he's got enough credit in the bank for everything he's done for Celtic, but he's not quite at himself. And I know he said his injury worries, but Sinky, do you think he's going to struggle to play a, a proper part in this Ange team? Hundred percent. I mean, we we established a couple weeks ago. He cannot play on the left, so he's had his chance on on the right hand side. But he looks a bit lost. You know, he looks like he's running. You're right. He's, when he comes inside, he's coming on his left foot. He's running into traffic. He doesn't know when to pull the trigger. He he, he can't go inside now because he's he's quite on. He's on his heels more than I've ever seen him. So mm. he looks a wee bit all over the place. He's not the same James Forrest, obviously, during the, the Rodgers era. He has he has got a, a, a big, still got a big part to play. I mean, it wasn't for him, obviously, when they got to the, 
the, the, the final, do you know what I mean? So he has still got a part to play in the team, but he doesn't really fit any of the end. I mean, you've got guys that are ahead of him, well ahead of him in, in that team, but I, mean, I don't want to be disrespectful. It's not the same with the Mikey Johnson situation. Mm-hmm. He's been a great servant to the club, but he just looks a wee bit out of his depth playing with this hand. He's, not, he's, never, he's never really come back and recovered for the injury. But as I said, he's just... He's not got that inside outside anymore. It's quite he's, he's, his heels are stuck in the ground, and he's, he's just passing it back, or he's gone inside, giving it away, or he's going yeah. outside and letting the ball run. He's not he's not the same. He's become very predictable, unfortunately, and I think defenders have picked up on that. And if any opposition are doing their analysis, I think they can they seem to know how to deal with James Forrest. Mm-hmm. James, I think there's no doubt that jo, sorry Abada is now the man with that right wing position nailed on. Are you quite happy with that being the case? Yeah, I am very much so, but I think it's it's better um, to have a bit more pressure on a batter to you know, competition for places. I, I think if you're just being honest, any football fan would, would look at the two players and say, well, Abada's my first choice and Forrest is backup. He's becoming not great backup, which is, is a worry. So it's, it's one for priority in the summer, I would say. See what James has got between now and the summer, if he can get the fitness levels back. But yeah, I mean, I, I just feel for him because, you know, he's, he's been a great servant for Celtic. You know, I, I've had my criticisms of, of him over the years, but you can't deny his trophy hall, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I certainly don't want to see him written off, but he's got to. I'd be absolutely hammering the gym, speaking to fitness experts to see what he can do because if he plays any more for Celtic the way he played today, we wouldn't be winning much. Yeah, he's lost that. He's definitely lost that little yard. I mean, it, it was it was famed for knocking it outside and getting that burst. And when you're a winger and and you lose, I mean, a batter's got an abundance. But if you're a winger and you lose that yard, you need you need to have something else in your game, like a like a trick up your sleeve. And he's no got that. James Forrest mm-hmm. isn't that kind of winger. He's a he's a yeah. direct winger. Either drives inside or he goes outside. He's not going to do a jotter and uh, do a couple of stepovers and all that kind of stuff. He's he's not got that in his locker. So mm-hmm. he either needs to change the way he plays. Now he's at a certain age where that's very difficult to do so. But yeah. it is sad, and I wouldn't write him off just yet. I think so. I think it's, I think it's very hard for a winger to reinvent himself for anything else. It's different when you're playing Sunday football and you can just say, I'll just sit at sweeper now. <laughs> I'll move, I'll move you aye. Um, but it's different for a winger and I think he is 30-31. So that all said, as I mentioned, he's got enough credit in the bank to be given time to get fully back up to speed and similar-ish to Mikey Johnson as a wide player, you need a run of games, you need a run of starts and listen, James Forrest might prove us all wrong by you know, getting back to, to former uh, glories and, and finding that form. But at the moment, you know, it's fair to say that he's just, he's not quite at it. Um, what we'll do is we're starting to kind of wrap this one up. We'll, we'll have a quick glance ahead, lads, to the, the Bodo Glimp game. Um, James, any final comments on today? Anything else you'd like to pick up on? No, I think it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to be a fly in the wall in the dressing room to see what response we get from the players uh, in response to Angie's comments to them, because I'd imagine they'd have been pretty scathing. You'll have them in for a double session tomorrow. You'll have them, you know, running the house and whatever. So I think we'll get the reaction for, of that on Thursday. Yeah, I think he was quite pleased with the second half, but certainly a bit fed up with how the first yeah. half went. So maybe it'll give them an easier shift based on the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking yourself, any kind of final thoughts on today? And, and no, what I, mean? think, I think, just back to James's point, if the players have a look at themselves, I don't think they'll be disagree with Angie's comments at all, um, especially in the first half performance, but I don't think it'll have such a negative impact on the Thursday night against Bodo. I think we'll I think we'll kick on, we'll get the, the regular guys back, uh, and we'll see we'll we'll see the usual first half blow them out of the water performance, I'm sure. 
Yeah, Thursday's a, a completely different shift altogether. So, Scottish Cup-wise, just to kind of finish off in today, Scottish Cup-wise, the draws tomorrow. I think Peterhead played Dundee tomorrow. Yep. Uh, it's a quarter-final draw. Do you care who we get? Do any have any preference when it comes to that last date? Them many times, quickly as possible. Uh, quarter-final, so home tie for the quarter to get you to Hamden for the semi. I'd, I'd always prefer that. I don't think it matters who we get, but I'd, I'd, love, a wee, I'd love a home tie. Yeah, and as much as the Scottish Cup maybe isn't the priority of this season, Celtic have you know a very you know good and strong relationship with the Scottish Cup over the years, and you can't win quadruples without Scottish Cup, so you need to get it in the mix, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Take yeah. that. That'll be the last one. Take that off the list. I think it's twenty first of May this season, Sinky. So chalk yeah, up, get it in the diary. Um, yep. So just to look forward. So Thursday we've obviously got Bodo Glimp. It's the the first leg, I think this is a kind of playoff leg which takes you into the last 16 of this U- uh, Europa Conference League. I'd mentioned in the weekly show, I've had a glance at the betting. Celtic were 25 to 1. They're now 20s. There's obviously been a flurry of activity. Um, but there's no one we should fear. But before, and won't be looking any further than Thursday in, in this tie. We can look as far as we want. That's, that's up to us. Um, but I think, as you said, Sinky, Celtic will be really key to you know, blow this team out of the water in the first leg, particularly because we go away from home the following Thursday. The plan surface, eight and a half thousand seater stadium could be a bit difficult. So, James, I'll come to you first. What are you expecting from Thursday night in, in, in terms of personnel and performance? So, something closer to the Rangers game a couple of weeks ago. Um, just just get out, get the job done, get a lot of goals on the board because, like you say, you want to tie dead by 11 o'clock on Thursday night. You know, you don't want to be going over there having to scrape a goal or you know, defend a lead or whatever it may be. Go and take care of the game on the night and you know bring back the, the fast attacking football we've been enjoying. Yeah. Thank you. Who do you expect to see back in? Does Jota start? You know, Aye, Jota starts, Taylor comes back in, Starfelt, Juranovic, um, O'Reilly hopefully as well. Attack yeah. will start, McGregor will come back in. So pretty much he'll, he'll, he'll ring the changes. But I I believe this, I know this they've had a winter break and stuff like that, but the Norwegian champions will be a well organised, yeah. typical Scandinavian team set plays. Although I don't know that much about them, but you know they're coming for that neck of the woods, they're gonna be they'll, they'll hold some sort of threat. So get the job done over here before we go over there because you're right you know it's not going to be an ideal place to go sub-zero temperatures um and uh, don't don't fancy norway in a, a first day i don't know if any of the boys are going but how many get the job done um any any sort of clean sheet two nil three nil i'll be i'll bite the hand off you right now yeah i'd agree with that i think as well it's going to be um you know, trick as you say, it is going to be. I think it's going to be something in the region of minus six out there, and that just brings a you know an element of of unpredictability. Like that, Roger will have the arms and the sleeves and all this. Uh, you don't like that. Julian might have the snood on. Julian likes the snood, doesn't he? Do you think? Uh, do you think Tam's going to try and do a kind of Jimmy Johnson score five goals in the first leg and ask? Where does he need to go? I I don't fancy Jalen. What about um? Obviously, we brought him up briefly. Matt O'Reilly. Um, so Angie's completely rested him today, and he's played a key part. But he's also played a lot of football, you know, since he came into Celtic in a short space of time. Do you think he gets the nod, or will him and Tam just vie for position as we as we go along? Mm, I, th- I think it's Tam's position, and not just on kind of tenure and seniority. Really, I just think it's his position to lose. But I suppose we're maybe looking at it the wrong way. It's their position to rotate. And it will be based on who's fresh enough and on the, on the game at the time. I think Tam will start and O'Reilly will come off the bench after you know, 60 minutes or so. Yeah, I think so. Um, just to finish up this part of the conversation, 
you know, Ange, he's obviously League Cup and the bag, League certainly the priority. But I don't think he has, I think he's always on. You know, I don't think he gets into any game half-hearted. I don't think he, to a point, I think his priority is just the next game, regardless what competition. And I don't think he's going to rest anybody. Obviously, there was a lot of criticism when Kyogo played against, was it Betis? He came in and picked up that hamstring injury. Yeah. I think he'll be going for it, James. I think that's his only setting. Yet, you know, it's on or off, and I think he's mostly on. And I think he'll be going for this. I think he'll want to benchmark us in Europe. And he's mentioned, you know, again this afternoon in his post-match comments, he wants to gauge where Celtic are, and he'll be giving us, you know, real importance and real priority. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll be full, full strength on Thursday night. And even from a personal point of view, Ange is now an Australian coach in Europe and slightly unfashionable. He'll be looking to show people what he can do, i.e. taking Celtic to the advanced stages of European tournament, if not winning it. Yeah. Thank you. Last question uh, and a big call for Ange on Thursday. Do you think Giacomakis or Maeda will get the nod? They've both been in and out. They've both got their goals today. Who do you think you'll go with? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick to Giacomakis. I think I think he's done enough to, to retain his place um, through the middle, and it'll be big. As I said, there'll be physical side, and that's that's his bag. So I hope for yeah. the big man gets a nod. Yeah, I think so. I think they've lost a few key players, Bodo. They lost a captain, Patrick Berg. They've lost a couple of front men. They've had a couple of guys that have gone to Hibs um, and some different moves, but there will be a tough test, and I've no doubt that Ange will have done his homework. James, we're just starting to wrap things up. Any final comments for today? No, just good job done. Uh, next round of the cup. Looking forward to seeing if we get in the draw tomorrow and very much looking forward to Disco Lights on Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Thank you. Anything final from yourself? No, phone now. Happy with that. I know we've, we're, we're, we're looking for perfection and looking for goal fest, but you can't, you can't argue with the result and on to the next round. And uh, you're right, you know, I think Ange respects every competition and every opposition. Uh, as you've seen with the team selection today, playing Hart and Vickers and stuff like that. So yeah. I think we'll be back to full strength. And I say, big, another big game to look forward to. Disco lights, as James said, Parkhead. Let's get a, let's get a, let's get a decent result and go to the next round with the yeah, big boys. Definitely. Exactly. Yep, so another good day today. Celtic 4, Wraith Rovers now. We're now into the quarterfinals of this season's Scottish Cup. Next up, it's Bodo Glimt at Celtic Park on Thursday. 8 o'clock kick-off for that one. And as always, we'll be back with you for that. But in the meantime, thanks for tuning in. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.